Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V in Lions, right here on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I am your host at Javanaugh87, Jack Kavanaugh, and I am back for one final recap. Before we say goodbye to the 2021 regular season and enter the 2022 off season. But don't worry. Throughout the off season, we will have plenty of fire content coming to you, including interviews with all-time Lions greats, reactions to news around the league, and most importantly, playoff predictions thanks to our friends at betonline.ag. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And when this game started, we watched the Detroit Lions final contest of the inaugural campaign for Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. And let me tell you, it did not disappoint because the Detroit Lions will enter 2022 on a one game win streak thanks to a 30 to 37 win or 37 30 win over the Green Bay Packers. Packers starters, they played about a half with Aaron Rodgers, the man who's about to become the first back-to-back MVP since Peyton Manning with the Colts in 2008-2009. So Rodgers, half a game, 138 yards, and two touchdowns to Alan Lazard. But Detroit still enters halftime with the 17-13 lead. And then we come back, second half, we get Jordan Love, and we see exactly why Aaron Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay next season. 134 yards from Love, but 
his best play is a 62 yard tight end screen that goes for a touchdown. That's misleading in the stat books. It was not the performance we wanted to see from Jordan Love. And as Packers Pro Bowl guard Mike Wall said last week on the Believe in Lions show, Green Bay just has to do whatever it takes to get the band back together in 2022. They have to convince Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams that this is home. And that's a painful reality for Lions fans to swallow. It hurts. I don't want to accept it. But we have to be prepared for Aaron Rodgers to be back in the NFC North next season. Fortunately, though, future for the Detroit Lions is bright with some real building blocks on this offense. So Anthony Lynn, out at offensive coordinator, it just didn't mesh. Dan Campbell admitted they didn't work together as well as he anticipated, and it was time to move on. Sounds like the favorites are either assistant head coach and running back coach Anthony Lynn, or it's tight end coach Ben Johnson who really stepped up with Anthony Lynn taking the back seat and Dan Campbell taking over the play calling. Will it be one of them? We've also heard Saints quarterback coach Ronald Curry tossed around thanks to the connection with the Saints with Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn. So Dan Campbell also admits maybe people are scared away by the fact that he took over play calling duties. I don't think it'll be a problem. I think outside looking in, you'll understand that this was just not a fit. And so they had to make a decision, but they didn't want to fire uh, Aaron Anthony Lynn. Sorry. So it's going to be fine, but who's it going to be? I think, it should be Deuce Staley. I think he deserves it. I think he's earned that. Maybe, though, the assistant head coach role keeps him from reaching that ceiling because that's asking a lot for a coach, potentially. Running the offense, calling the plays, and running all of the assistant head coach duties as well. Could that hurt him? Could it be Ben Johnson? We will see, but... Whoever it is that's calling plays in 2022, maybe it's Dan Campbell. Whoever it is, they have a rock-solid foundation, thanks to several young studs on this roster, starting with Amon Ross St. Brown. Eight receptions and a carry, 121 yards and a touchdown. Just a phenomenal day from a phenomenal player. Amon Ross St. Brown is the wide receiver one of the future in Detroit. But it's not just him on this offense either. DeAndre Swift has worked his way back from the shoulder injury. 11 touches, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Khalif Raymond, too. 101 yards, including a beautiful 75-yard touchdown on a double reverse pass from the lacrosse player, Tom Kennedy, and UDFA tight end, Brock Wright, the one that caused Darren Fells to leave the team after he was benched for a rookie. Brock Wright scores his second TD of his young career. So 
throw all of that with a young offensive line. One, that will see the return of Frank Ragnow, the all-pro center. That will also feature two first-round picks in book and tackles, Taylor Decker and Panay Sewell. There's a good chance that they have all five starters that they were supposed to have this season back for 2022. The only question is what happens with Hal Vitae's contract. However, $10 million for a starting guard really isn't that much when you think about it. Lions have a lot of cap space. I think we will see once again, Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, Hal Vitae, and Panay Sewell. Backup center, Evan Brown, is a restricted free agent, so a team's going to have to give up a pick in order to bring Brown away. Or the Lions could keep him and Matt Nelson as depth. This offensive line is really what we want to hang our hats on entering 2022. And when you look at this offense, we're keeping the same five starters, potentially. You you add some depth, of course, but we don't have to worry about the O-line. You don't have to do anything at running back. We've already got DeAndre Swift, so continue to use him like the feature back he is. And then bump Craig Reynolds to RB2, second on the depth chart, because he deserves it. He is a talented young man. And then Jamal Williams. We move him back to the RB3. He stays as the short yardage and pass blocking specialist. He still has a role, but that backfield, don't do anything to it. Jamar Jefferson, talented young man as well. Don't touch the backfield. And then at receiver, we've already got Amon Ra St. Brown as our one the Detroit Lions version of Cooper Cup. So we re-sign Josh Reynolds to be our stretch Z. We bring back Khalif Raymond as our wide receiver four slash punt returner. And then we draft a big body X receiver, that possession guy, the chain mover, say a Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, or perhaps a USC reunion with Drake London. We'll see, but Wide receiver at the X position is a need for the Detroit Lions. TJ Hawkinson coming back, though. He'll work into the passing game with Brock Wright, so that's exciting. But we need a big blocking tight end. And maybe they ask Matt Nelson to move from swing tackle to tight end, cut down to about 280 pounds. Whatever the solution is, The Lions, as Mike Wall said last week, they need their version of Mercedes Lewis in Green Bay. Just a big, sturdy, blocking tight end that can seal the edge and spring DeAndre Swift on those long runs. So that's two of the three things that I believe the Lions need to address on offense this offseason. Number one, X receiver. Number two, cheaper, a big blocking tight end. And number three, a future at quarterback because yes, Jared Goff is back in 2022. His contract requires it. He he will be the starting quarterback for the Lions week one. But Detroit can't afford to go into 2022 with Tim Boyle and David Blau as the backups. It's unacceptable. 
there needs to be some sort of plan in place for if Jared Goff implodes like we saw with the Rams. So you draft a quarterback. Maybe it's at the end of the first round. Maybe it's at the beginning of the second round. Maybe when you take Kenny Pickett's probably going to be gone, but Matt Corral and Sam Howell, we don't know where they're going to go. Same with Malik Willis. If the Lions want to embrace this run-heavy approach, Carson Strong will also likely be available at the back of the first and early second. Or you can wait even longer. Take a Desmond Ritter or a Bailey Zappi on day two. There's lots of potential options at quarterback, but there needs to be something because these list of backups that we've talked about, the Teddy Bridgewaters of the world, Marcus Mariota, what does any of that do for the Lions? It doesn't give us a future plan. doesn't really give us much of a backup plan. Draft someone, and maybe they don't pan out. Maybe you're drafting again at quarterback in 2023. But you have to figure out this quarterback. The Lions need to do something to figure out a future plan because as much as I have grown to appreciate Jared, both on the field and off the field, I'm worried that he's going to implode again. So some semblance of a plan beyond Jared Goff, because as Mike wall said last week, you run the risk. If Jared Goff flashes enough next year, Maybe the Lions say, okay, he's our future. And then in 2023, that's when the implosion happens. You need some sort of alternative path to Jared Goff in Detroit. And I think that's going to be addressed in the draft. At least I hope. But that's a really positive sign. There's only three things that I would change about this offense. And one of them's not a starter. One of them's a future plan at quarterback. Two positions on offense we need to address. X receiver and blocking tight end. Those are pretty easy things to address, whether it's Michael Gallup, whether it's Allen Robinson, the free agent. These are solvable problems that I'm excited about because the Lions finally have a core to build around. And now, Anthony Lynn, is he going to be the only change on the Lions coaching staff? I believe so on the offense. They might need to promote Deuce Daly to OC to keep him. Maybe Ben Johnson's name rises faster than we think, but QB coach Mark Brunel sounds like he'll be back. Wide receiver coach Antoine Randall L sounds like he'll be back as well. They likely will take a little bit more time before they're getting offensive coordinator calls. And then O-line coach Hank Fraley, who Frank Ragnow and Taylor Decker begged the Lions to bring back, and it paid off. Mike Wall noticed former pro bowler giving credit to a Lions coach. Love to hear that, but they'll all be back, it seems. Same with our special teams unit. Coordinator Dave Phipp, he's going to be back, as will his all-pro punter Jack Fox and the breakout kicker Riley Patterson. So special teams, they're locked in. Offense, we need two changes and a future plan. That's it. What about the defense? Because I'm a little worried. The Denver Broncos have requested to interview Aaron Glenn. 
to be their next head coach. And we'll get to that later. But as a fan of the Detroit Lions, I am worried because I want Aaron Glenn around as long as possible. I know how talented Aaron Glenn is and how important he is to the future of the Detroit Lions. But as a person, I am excited because Aaron Glenn, I know within my heart of hearts, Aaron Glenn is going to be a phenomenal head coach in the NFL someday. And if it happens now, I will be excited for him. But I would love to see Aaron Glenn back in Detroit for at least another season, if not as long as possible. And so if they do lose Aaron Glenn, there will be some continuity because DB coach slash passing game coordinator, Aubrey Pleasant, he would be expected to take over as the defensive coordinator. But even if Glenn stays, we could see some changes on that defense. One of them being Aubrey Pleasant. His name is always going to be in the mix for a defensive coordinator role. He is a very, very respected coach around the NFL. And, Lions senior defensive assistant Dom Capers will turn 72 before the start of the season. Dom's going to be back as long as he wants to coach, but at any moment he could decide it's time to take a step back. That's something we have to pay attention to. And finally, Kelvin Shepard, the outside linebacker slash edge rusher coach, his name's picking up a little bit of steam within the college circles. He worked as a player development coach for LSU a couple years ago. So could he return to college? I hope not. I've been very impressed with what he's done this year. But those are the things to keep an eye on in terms of coaching losses. Inside linebacker coach and defensive line coach Mark DeLeon and Todd Wash almost certainly back, though. So there's going to be some level of continuity no matter what. Just fingers crossed that both Aaron Glenn and Aubrey Pleasant are going to be back next season. And if they aren't, we wish them well because they are talented men who deserve all of the respect that they will be getting. So coaches, potential changes there and likely on defense as well at nose tackle. We're pretty set with third round rookie Ali McNeil. He, as Jerry Ball has pointed out, looks like a cornerstone of this defense. His backup, John Penasini, looks pretty solid as well. But then at the three to five tech. I'm probably going to lose Nick Williams, so that would leave Michael Brockers, who was injured and struggled quite a bit this year, and second-rounder Levi on Wuzurike, who was also injured and struggled a bit this year. So, need some depth there, because we hope that both Brockers and Levi on Wuzurike can get healthy over the offseason, but... There needs to be a backup plan because Jay Sean Cornell and Bruce Hector are the backups here. And those are not players with much experience. So we're going to need some help at that defensive tackle three tech to five tech position. We're going to need to see, or we're not going to need to, but we will see a little bit of a different look at edge rusher as well. 
So Charles Harris, the Lions sack leader, he's a free agent, and he could walk away to a big payday. But Detroit could also save $16 million by moving on from underperforming and often injured edge rusher Trey Flowers. And it's possible the Lions lose both Charles Harris and Trey Flowers, but I think it's going to be an either-or situation. I think either they move on from Flowers and re-sign Harris, or Harris walks, they keep Trey Flowers. But either way, the edge rush room looks pretty enticing heading into next season. We're going to have either Michigan's Aiden Hutchinson or Oregon's Kayvon Thibodeau with that second overall pick. Pair the young rookie with the Aquara brothers. We have the much improved Julian Aquara and the rehabbing from Achilles surgery, but dominant Romeo Aquara. Also the continuously improving Austin Bryant. So we could be looking at a deep or an edge rusher room, at least of rookie X, the Aquaras, Austin Bryant, and then we've got either Trey Flowers or Charles Harris. And that excites me because they were good this year rushing the passer, surprisingly. Next year, they look like they're going to be even better. So defensive line is something to build around for these Detroit Lions. Free things up for the linebackers. But the linebackers are free agents, both starters, in fact. So Jalen Reeves Maben are starting Will. He's a free agent, as is Alex Anzalone, our starting Mike. I believe we have to re-sign one of them just to help with the transition in the defense, whoever they get into this room. It would be nice to have one of those two leaders back to teach the younger players that, or anyone else that comes in. I think it's probably going to be Jalen Reeves-Maben because he's the will, whereas fourth-rounder Derek Barnes, he was drafted to be that Mike linebacker, that inside LB making all of the calls. So that's what I'm expecting. I think it's going to be Jalen Reeves-Maben and Derek Barnes, but they're backed up by Josh Woods, who played all right this year, Anthony Pittman, and Tavante Beckett, neither of whom have much experience. So, Linebacker, even if they bring back both Reeves Maben and Anzalone, probably a position that could use a little bit of depth added to it. Same with our safety room because Tracy Walker is a free agent, and that is the number one priority for the Detroit Lions this offseason. You must, must bring back Tracy Walker to Detroit because he is a star on the rise. He is a phenomenal member of the Detroit community, and he is just a tone setter on this defense. Tracy Walker is the most important move the Lions can make this offseason. Please, please, Brad Holmes, back up that Brinks truck to Tracy Walker because he needs to stay in Detroit. But, even if they do bring back Tracy Walker, they need to find a second safety too, because Will Harris, he's back in 2022, but 
it seems as though he's embracing this hybrid corner slash slot slash safety role. He's going to play all three, probably focus on the corner position instead. And Dean Marlowe, the other starter at safety, he's now a free agent. So no matter what happens, safety's going to look a little bit different. While I think corner is probably going to look the same. And I think that's a good thing. Amani Aruwarie, one of the biggest Pro Bowl snubs of the season. Missed the final three games of the year, and he's still third in the NFL in interceptions. Amani Aruwarie, you do not get the credit you deserve, but he's back next year. He's going to be starting, and then we're either going to have Jeff Akuda as he comes back from the Achilles injury, maybe a little bit slowly. We'll also have Jerry Judy coming back from the ACL injury, Maybe he comes back a little slowly, but those are two possible starters, real talented starters like CB1 potential starters opposite Amani Oruwarie. And then you have Fetu Melafonwu, who's been developing very nicely for Detroit these past couple weeks. You draft someone, maybe you sign someone, maybe just for depth, because I think You have four realistic starters in Detroit at corner. And you only need two because we've got in that slot, AJ Parker. He's locked it down. UDFA out of Kansas state. And my former co-host, Derek Oakry, he was making fun of me in the preseason. Oh, you're too high on this, this UDFA rookie. I have no crowning him before he's even made the team. Guess who was right. A.J. Parker is the future at slot for the Detroit Lions. They have four potential options to start on the outside. So this Lions defense, it's going to look a little different, but it's going to look pretty good in 2022. And that brings us to what happens in 2022. Because as always, during this early portion of the offseason, we kind of just get thrown a lot of news and we have to adapt as it comes because there's going to be a ton of turnover in the NFL. And we already know Urban Meyer, he was fired long ago. There's rumors that Jacksonville will keep Trent Bulky, the GM that drove Jim Harbaugh out of San Francisco and ruined things there. Rumors that they're going to keep him and then hire Alabama offensive coordinator and former Texans head coach, Bill O'Brien. Affectionately referred to as Billy O'Stooge on the Pat McAfee show. And that is all you need to know about that decision. And the Jaguars fans, they have let their voices be heard. They showed up to the game in protest, donning clown makeup, clown wigs, a big red clown nose, to say, this is clown stuff going on here. This, unacceptable. We will not accept it. So, I think that Trent Bulky is and should be gone. And then, Jaguars fans want Bucks OC and former Jaguars quarterback Byron Leftwich or the Eagles Super Bowl winning head coach, Doug Peterson. 
Raiders, they also have to make a decision after firing John Gruden earlier in the off or earlier in the season. And depending on how this playoff run goes, maybe they do stick with Rich Bisaccia or there's rumors that they're going to try to lure Jim Harbaugh away from the University of Michigan to coach in Las Vegas and make things right. Not someone who's going to lure John Harbaugh away, though, is fellow Michigan man Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins. He's already had to come out and say, I'm not going to steal Jim Harbaugh from my university. I'm not going to do that. I spend too much money at Michigan to try and steal from them. But he has to make a decision because the Dolphins fired Brian Flores. And I think that was a bad decision. They kept GM Chris Greer, who hasn't really provided much for this Dolphins roster. It seems like year after year, we're disappointed in the Miami draft. So did they make the right decision? Who will replace Flores? I don't know. And I'm a little bit worried, but none of our business because they're in the AFC other AFC teams that will have to figure out a new option at head coach is Denver Broncos because they have fired Vic Fangio. And it's rumored that if John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh, sorry, does go to Vegas, Fangio will join him, reunite and try to re- resurrect the 49ers championship run from years ago. And they're casting a wide net on this search, which is something you like to see as a fan of good decisions, informed decisions. So Lions defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, we already mentioned he will be interviewing with the Broncos green Bay offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. That's probably because they're trying to lure Aaron Rodgers to green Bay. And then they'll also be talking to Eric B the running back for the Colorado Buffaloes, 4,300 yards from scrimmage and 42 touchdowns. Eric Bieniemy deserves a shot at a head coach job. That's all I'm going to put out there. Also talking to Rams OC, both Cowboys coordinators in Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn, and former Patriots linebacker and current Patriots linebacker coach Gerard Mayo. And I don't know about you, but for all of us that were playing Madden back in the day with Gerard Mayo, it just makes us feel... Just, just that much older and seeing a player that we loved now getting head coaching interviews. And it's not just head coaching interviews either. Adrian Wilson, the safety from the Cardinals that we loved, he's getting interviewed for the Giants GM job. So I'm excited for all of these former players to have success in the NFL on the coaching side, on the management side. But We'll see what happens because it just makes me feel a little bit old. (laughs) But see what happens. We're going to see what happens in the NFC North because two members of the North have decided for a fresh start. The Minnesota Vikings have fired Mike Zimmer, the head coach, and Rick Spielman, the GM. And... Their plan is they're going to pick a GM and then they're going to have that GM 
pick the head coach, as it should be. I don't think you can make these hires in different silos, whereas the Lions, when they did it, it was kind of seemed as though it was a package deal. So they had a couple scenarios set up where we're going to bring in these people and they're going to work together, or we're going to bring in these people and they're going to work together. But the bottom line is there was a vision of these people can work together. We all have a vision. With the Vikings, it's nice that they're going to hire the GM first. That person will be able to pick the coach that matches their vision. And the Vikings should rebuild the correct way. Don't love to hear that as a Lions fan, but as a fan of good football, we can respect it. But the real question about Minnesota, should the Lions bring in Rick Spielman to their front office? Because... 16 years with the Vikings. He knows the NFC North. He did a good job with the Vikings, even if now it is time for a transition. But Crick, the brother of Chris Spielman in the Lions front office, maybe that's the ideal place for him to rehab his career. Let us know what you think about bringing in Rick Spielman to the Detroit Lions. But The Bears have also parted ways with head coach Matt Nagy alongside GM Ryan Pace. And this was a long time coming, and it's unfortunate because they both seem like very nice men, but they were not too good at their jobs. And as a Lions fan, I really wish they were staying for another year or two because that would help us in the long run. We'll see what the Bears end up doing. They're going to be interviewing Super Bowl winning head coach Doug Peterson. Which is a little awkward, don't you think? Because Doug Peterson was the offensive coordinator for Andy Reid in Kansas City before he took the Super or the Eagles job and was replaced by Matt Nagy. So Peterson would be taking the job that belonged to his former friend. I don't know, it just seems a little bit odd. They'll also be talking to Brian Flores, the Miami recently fired head coach, and both Bills coordinators in offensive coordinator Brian Dable, who has done phenomenal work with Josh Allen, and I think that's the move that the Bears should make. However, the move I think they are going to make is hiring Bills defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier. It seems as though that is what the chatter all is. And Leslie Frazier, he is a very talented coach. It didn't work out when he was in Minnesota previously, but we're starting to see that these retread coaches, they learn a lot in their second stint. So if they do hire Leslie Frazier, I wish him the best because he is a talented, talented coach who deserves the best. But as a Lions fan... I hope whatever hire they make, it ends up being the wrong one. I'm just a little bit petty. For the first time in forever, though, the Detroit Lions have a better, have a more cohesive organizational vision than the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. And if the Packers can't bring back Aaron Rodgers, then Green Bay, too. So what a great time to be a Detroit Lions fan. The Vikings and Bears are on the rebuild. 
The Packers have to sort their stuff out. The Lions very soon could be the most stable organization in the NFC North. And life gets even better when we remember the schedule for 2022. Because you look, you you, you scroll down the, ri- the list, you, you peruse who our opponents are. You've got two wins coming in against the Chicago Bears. We've got another two wins coming in against the Minnesota Vikings. We've got wins at home against the Jaguars, against the Dolphins, and against the Washington football team, who may have a different name by that point. And we've got wins on the road against the Panthers, the Jets, and the Giants. So count them up. That's two against the Bears. That's two against the Vikings. That's one against the Jags. That's one against the Dolphins. That's one against Washington. That's one against the Panthers. That's one against the Jets. And that's one against the Giants. My friends, that is 10. Count them. 10 easy wins for the Detroit Lions in 2022. And that's not even talking about the toss-up games with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Seattle Seahawks, who the Lions will be looking for revenge against this coming season. Only really games I'm worried about. Bills, Patriots, Cowboys, and of course, our two games against the Packers. But that's five games that I'm worried about. That is 10 games I think the Lions have locked down. It's a great time to be a Detroit Lions fan. So make sure you bet the over on the wins total when that comes out. Over on betonline.ag. And we'll be back later this week to talk playoffs. Talk about all of the matchups this coming wildcard weekend. Tell you what our predictions are, what to bet on BetOnline. But until then. I will see you next time. I believe, I believe, I believe. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.